Today you're listening to Patty Detweiler, the B&B expert, and I'm going to be sharing with you the um, seller preparation list. If you're thinking about selling your inn, or you, I mean, ultimately most people do sell their inn or they leave it to their children, which is another conversation. Uh, but today I want to talk about uh, what you can do to prepare your inn for sale and some of the most important aspects that determine the uh, purchase price or what a buyer is willing to, to uh, pay for a property. Uh, you know, you're selling a business that's collateralized by the real estate. And so the proven history of the business is going to be critical in determining what the actual sales price is because the new buyer is definitely going to have to be able to cover the debt with the money that comes in from the business. So I always recommend that you make sure your financial statements are complete and accurate, including your tax returns for the past three years. Uh, I don't recommend giving out tax returns unless there's a contract, but I usually prepare a business analysis agreement based on the profit and loss statements that show the expenses and the income that are directly related to the operation of the inn. And that's critical that the expenses are directly related to the operation of the inn. That doesn't mean your car payments. That doesn't mean interest that you paid. That doesn't mean the mortgage payment. Because those things are variable and will depend on how the new buyer uh, is going to operate. And um, if you can give them that accurate information, we could come up with and make a good decision that's defensible on being able to sell your business. So the profit and loss statements for the last three years, and depending on where you are in your in the year, your current year to date. The lenders are also gonna wanna see that, and uh, most buyers do go to a lender. There's very few cash buyers that are in the bed and breakfast industry market. The other thing that is critical to see, and this is something you can get from your reservation program, has your occupancy by month along with your income by month for the last three years because that just shows continuity. It also shows what comes in on a cash flow basis by month. Some people have seasonal bed and breakfasts. Some people don't. So occupancy by month from year to year to see the seasonal nature of your business. Uh, also, your reservation program can provide you with your average daily rate. Uh, that's also uh, a key number to look at, along with your revenue per room, which is called your RevPAR, which incorporates both your room rates and occupancy to provide a snapshot of how well a company is filling its rooms as well as how much it's able to charge. I also like to see a list of the guest rooms with the current rental prices and the descriptions of the room. That helps us put together the marketing package. Um, knowing your uh, current mortgage along with the principal balance. Um, identify any liens on the property. If you've had any work done, just make sure you have a clear title. Uh, make sure that you have any uh, building permits from the past that are closed out. Because when a title search comes up, you might have had a subcontractor in there that actually did not close up that uh, building permit and that will delay your closing. Um, now one thing that is included in your business when you're selling a turnkey bed and breakfast is your furniture, fixtures, and equipment. Uh, 
And so we have to come up with a list of what those are and come up with an estimated price or value after you depreciate those that equipment. So if you've been in business X amount of years, uh, you can't actually put a value of what you paid for it. It's what your depreciated value is on your list of the furniture fixtures and equipment. Now, some people want an, a complete inclusion list of every item that's included. Uh, sometimes people just want to know what's excluded. If everything's included, then what's excluded? I mean, I've had a few inns that sold and they wanted to keep, you know, a couple paintings that their, um, their mother had painted or some personal items that, um, that they want to take along with them. Uh, when that happens, I usually recommend that you replace, like if you're taking a favorite chair out of a guest room, replace it with something else. It's, sometimes it's easier not even to show uh, the potential buyer what is actually uh, going to be there than identify all the things that you're not uh, going to be uh, transferring with the property. So um, that's something to think about. I think that both are overwhelming tasks when it comes to identifying every single item. Some states require you do every single item and uh, that helps the, um, that actually helps you when you sell that you're not paying dock stamps on the uh, total purchase price because you wouldn't be paying dock stamps on your furniture, fixtures, and equipment. So you might be able to save a little bit of money there. Um, if you do do gift certificates, you need to keep a log of those gift certificates and which ones have not been redeemed yet so that that is something that would be credited to the buyer at closing because they would have to honor uh, those gift certificates. So over the years, you probably have made some capital improvements. So you might want to identify um, among yourself uh, the current condition of the property along with any capital improvements that you've made, uh, any update you've made to your air conditioning system, uh, your plumbing, uh, any electrical or new roof, and the date of that improvement. So one thing that I think is very important is to keep up with your maintenance items because if someone comes in and sees a lot of things that need to be repaired, the first thought is going to be, well, I need to reduce the purchase price because I have to make all these repairs. So the maintenance, um, you know, that you defer is not to your benefit if you want to get the highest price for your property. You may even want to consider getting uh, a seller's inspection report prior to the buyer's inspection, which may identify any defects that you may or may not be aware of. You don't have to do that. I mean, you're pretty familiar with your property, but let's say you have a bunch of improvements. You really don't want to make them. It'll help make a good decision uh, on what the purchase price would be. And also, we also have to give full disclosure of items that you know need to be repaired uh, that you haven't done. Uh, and that provides um, a good defense in the event the buyer's, you know, inspector wants to overinflate the seriousness of any deficiency. And it leads to a corrective plan to diffuse emotions and begin negotiations, which is what you want to do. You want to agree on a price. So, description of the property along with all your outbuildings and property amenities. Uh, 
um, a copy of a survey if you have it because you probably had one when you when you closed and you may be one of those properties that uh, have a termite bond and if you do have a termite bond you want to make sure or it, it doesn't have to be but some of them a lot of them are transferable so we want to be able to identify to the buyer all the assets of buying your in over another um, one thing too well it's not really one it's 33 things uh, different uh, pictures JPEG pictures of your property that can be used on uh, website marketing uh, a lot of times we don't actually put the owner's quarters up on the uh, website, but buyers are very interested in owner's quarters. So if you can get some good shots of your owner's quarters, uh, that would be very helpful uh, to the new buyer. So the bottom line, it's a good idea to be prepared to sell at any time anyway. And if you keep your in in good condition, uh, that, that really helps you in the long run. So when you look at selling your property, sometimes you look at it through rose-tinted glasses because you see all the possibilities. You, can, you see what a new buyer could do with your property. And that may help a buyer buy your in if they have a pair of rose-tinted glasses. But it really doesn't help you um, sell the in because... A lot of times people will say, well, you know, you could do weddings or you could do wine and cheese packages or you can do this, that, and the other thing. And yes, that's all true. The buyers can do that, but they're buying what is. They're not buying uh, what, what could be. So what you think the value is may or may not be a defensible price. So that's just something to consider. And in these uncertain times, you know, maybe the ends won't sell in the next few months while we're going through the coronavirus uh, pandemic. People are holding on, but it's a good time when you have time on your hands because an, as an innkeeper myself for over 12 years, and I've been in the industry over 20 years, I know how busy it is. It's a 24-hour, seven-day-a-week job and we're always thinking ahead and we're always marketing we're always doing what we can to get more guests in at this time be prepared to sell i'm not saying you have to sell now but you never know there's unexpected things that happen in your life that may make have to make you make that decision that i can't do this anymore and when you do that you don't want to give away all of that hard work that you've worked for over all these years you know uh, bed and breakfast has been uh, the best thing that i ever did i i enjoyed doing it i also enjoyed selling it and once you sell it you don't know what to do with yourself because you could take saturday and sunday off and do whatever you want it, it's a different animal so um, I just wanted to share with you, you know, the preparation list because some of this stuff is time consuming, getting the financials together and um, always be prepared to sell because like I said, you never know about the unexpected. So my name is Patty Detweiler. I have hospitality properties for sale and my website is hospitalitypropertiesforsale.com and I'm the B&B expert at gmail.com. And it's the, T-H-E, the letters B, and like a Nancy B, expert at gmail.com if you want to send me any comments or ask me any questions. 
I also have Twitter at the BNB expert. So thank you for listening to me. I hope it helps. And I'm always available to answer your questions. So have a good day and get through this coronavirus safely.